0: learning for justice has a special opportunity just for educators you can earn a certificate for one hour of professional development each time you listen to an episode of teaching hard history all you have to do is go to learningforjustice.org slash podcast pd pd for professional development then enter the unique code word for the episode To hear the code word for this episode, be sure to listen through the end of the show. It's a great way to get even more out of teaching hard history. I'm Asan Kwame Jeffries, and this is Teaching Hard History. We're a production of Teaching Tolerance, a project of the Southern Poverty Law Center. This is a special short episode about teaching Tolerance's new film, The Forgotten Slavery of Our Ancestors. It was created by a unique team of filmmakers based in Alaska, and I'm happy to have the assistant producer, Alice Glenn, here with me to talk about this amazing film, which you can watch at tolerance.org forgotten slavery. Alice, how are you doing? It's great to be in conversation with you.
1: Hello, good afternoon. So nice to meet you. Uvanga Kanik. My name is Alice Kanik Glenn. Kanik is my Inupiaq name, the tribe that I am from, um, the north slope of Alaska, Inupiaq.
0: You know, the film opens with Paula Peters, who talks about learning the history of Native peoples as a young girl, from white teachers,
2: I can remember very vividly going into—I uh, believe it was my second-grade classroom. We were being taught about Thanksgiving and the story of the friendly Indian. And at that time, um, back in the 1960s, they didn't mention the Wampanoag tribe by name. They didn't mention Squanto by name. The teacher was talking more in generalities about these wonderful Indians who came and they taught how to plant corn and then at the end of the season they harvested all of this wonderful food which helped them to survive and they had a, a great feast. And then she offered up the information about what had happened to these Indian people. She says, yep, they're all dead. I remember waving my hand wildly like a little kid will do. And I said, no, they're not all dead. I'm here. I'm a Wampanoag, and I'm still here.
0: Paula Peters is talking about the Wampanoag being disappeared, if you will, erased from the history books. But that isn't an educational experience that is just unique to her, is it?
1: You know, we're homeschooling our six-year-old here this year and just last week, we're going over his work and there's a page there on Thanksgiving and it's basically that same story. It's just like, wow, <laughs> it's 2020, come on. We're still telling this tired story that's just not true. The, the
0: central core of the film is the history of native peoples that is too often overlooked and that is the history of indigenous enslavement. You interviewed a friend and colleague of mine here at Ohio State, Dr. Margaret Newell.
3: Indigenous people were enslaved here first. They were enslaved here in large numbers in various localities under different imperial powers.
0: Uh, you interviewed UC Davis professor, Andreas Resendez, uh, who talks about the new estimates of indigenous enslavement.
4: It's impossible, really, to count them accurately. However, we've been involved in trying to make the, an initial estimate, at least, to have a baseline. is 2.5 to 5 million since the time of Columbus to 1900.
1: One person that we interviewed for our film was Dr. Sven Hawkinson, who is Surpeyat from Kodiak here in Alaska.
3: I was reading this, like, 500-page, book of Russian history, and there's a couple of references of what they would do.
1: We interviewed him about the slavery of the Tsukhpiyat, and the Russian colonization, and the American colonization of Kodiak.
3: On Kodiak alone, there's 90% of the people died. They were using the people as slaves to hunt sea otters. And if the people didn't listen, they killed the children and mother. And of course, everybody's going to line up. Nobody wants to lose their family.
1: I had no idea that that happened to people who look like me, who are from this state like me. It was kind of a reckoning.
3: I started to piece together and then you hear about them taking hostages in every group they ran into. I read this stuff, I get angry. It ate me up. Why am I angry? I can't change the past. I started to think about how do we educate our communities so that we are not repeating ourselves. So one of the things that
0: Dr. Newell points out in the film is that in New England, for nearly a century, it wasn't African people who were the enslaved labor force. That's not who Europeans were enslaving. It was actually indigenous folk. It was the folk who were here, whose land that they were on. And, and we almost never talk about that.
3: So for nearly a century, Indians were the main source of slave labor. They were the enslaved population.
4: Europeans, all Europeans, French, Spanish, English did it, Dutch did it, the Americans did it, the Mexicans did it, Uh, various native groups did it to each other. You know, that's
1: such a huge proponent of this film is is to teach this story, teach these histories. And we were all kind of, uh, you know, a little bit ashamed about what we learned in school because it is that same story, that same tired old whitewashed
4: story. Indian slavery really was quite active and thriving in the American West throughout the 19th century.
1: It's not a one-off thing. It didn't just happen in Alaska. It didn't just happen in the Northeast. It happened everywhere. And it's, it was systemic. You know, that was what our country was founded on on this stolen labor.
0: You know, we, we have, Alice, we have some some really powerful closing thoughts from the folk that you interviewed. Paula Peters is one and and Sven Hawkinson is another.
2: I think as history is being taught to be more inclusive of the indigenous story, it is legitimizing the indigenous people that are still here. It is giving them, it is giving me um, the power of my own story. If you don't know the whole story you're gonna walk away, you know, with a fairy tale.
4: Throughout the history there have been people opposed to the system who recognize the immorality of this system.
0: If one is a Multiracial citizen of this republic, shouldn't they learn a multiracial past?
3: These are sisters, brothers, cousins, their grandmamas, their little babies in arms, their families. But we need to know this so that we can move forward too, both as indigenous communities, but as a nation.
1: You know, we do have a strong rich culture still we know where we're from we know the lands where we come from our people have lived there for thousands and thousands of years.
0: Teaching Hard History is a podcast from Teaching Tolerance a project of the Southern Poverty Law Center helping teachers and schools prepare students to be active participants in a diverse democracy. Teaching Tolerance provides free teaching materials about slavery and the civil rights movement that include award-winning films and classroom-ready texts. You can find these online at tolerance.org. Most students leave high school without an understanding of the civil rights movement and its continuing relevance. This podcast is part of an effort to change that. We began by talking about slavery for two seasons, and now we're tracing the legacies of that era into the present day. Thanks to Alice Glenn from Coffee and Quack for talking to us about her documentary, The Forgotten Slavery, produced in conjunction with Teaching
1: Tolerance. Um, I now work full-time on my podcast, which is titled Coffee and Kwok. Kwok is the Inupiaq word for frozen or raw meat or fish. A delicacy we have in northern Alaska. My podcast is available on my website at www.kafiandkwak quaq.com.
0: This podcast is produced by Shea Shackelford. Russell Gragg is our associate producer. Mary Quintus is our technical producer. And Movement Music is produced by Barrett Golding. Gabriel Smith provides content guidance. Our interns are Miranda LaFond and Amelia Gragg. And Kate Schuster is our executive producer. Our theme song is The Colors That You Bring by Damon Locke's Black Monument Ensemble, who graciously let us use it for this series. Additional music is from their album, Where Future Unfolds, and from Wendell Patrick's JDWP tribute. If you like what you've heard, please share it with your friends and colleagues and let us know what you think. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We always appreciate your feedback. I'm Dr. Asan Kwame Jeffrey, Associate Professor of History at The Ohio State University and your host for Teaching Hard History. Now that you've listened to this episode of Teaching Hard History, you can earn a certificate for one hour of professional development, go to learningforjustice.org/podcastpd. PD for professional development. That's podcast PD, all one word. You can also find a link in the show notes. Then enter the unique code word for this episode. Remember, all lowercase. Thanks for listening.